Hello, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we're going to talk with Katie Strotman, Community Impact Unit Manager with the Department of Neighborhood and Community Services, but we're not here to talk about NCS or Neighborhood and Community Services specifically. We're here today to talk about Census 2020. Katie, thanks for being here with us and, and talking about the census. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Which I'm sure you would say hopefully everybody has heard of. I hope everybody has heard <laughs> of the census. It is coming. It comes every 10 years. Oh, yeah. So we haven't done this since 2010. But yes, we're preparing for 2020 right now. Okay. We're going to get into the nitty gritty, what the census is why anybody should care, timeline, all that kind of good stuff. But I got to start with Census 2020, Fairfax County, and you. You're like, what, the census czar or census lead for Fairfax County? Is that a good way to say it? Yes, I have been taking on the lead for the (laughs) census initiative for Fairfax County, although it all started about 14 months ago with Chairman McKay putting together a very diverse coalition of partners to work on the census. Those partners came from the faith community, from Fairfax County Public Schools, executive directors of nonprofits, service organizations, interested residents. And those people came together. We worked directly with Census Bureau staff to talk about data and the census and the processes that go on with it. Mm -hmm. And we have met monthly for 14 months to make sure that Fairfax County is prepared. I want to talk about that in a minute, preparing why starting so early, you know, why should folks even care about, you know, uh, this, et cetera. But the connection with neighborhood and community services, uh, neighborhood and community services does a lot of... Community engagement. Yeah. 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 So it was a nice fit. Uh, Neighborhood and Community Services does a lot of outreach into communities, obviously, and so do many other agencies, which is why we need all of our uh, partners helping us get the word out about the census. But I think it was a good fit for Neighborhood and Community Services Mm -hmm. to take on this project. Right. right. So was it 2019 that That the the, kind of the work began? Yes. Okay. All right. A little before that even, but yeah. 2018 Mm -hmm. then. Okay. Late 2018. mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I think Fairfax County calls it the Complete Count Committee. Yes. Um, And I'm sure there's a meaning behind that name, Complete Count. Yeah. The Census Bureau really has established this structure and they have Complete Count Committees all across the country, Mm. all across the Commonwealth of Virginia, for instance. And we are very fortunate here in the Northern Virginia area that we have formed a complete count, if you will, for all of our jurisdictions. So the Council of Governments is working together. The Northern Virginia jurisdictions are working together to make sure that we all are sharing the same message. But the complete count structure really comes from the Census Bureau, and they realize that they need help at the community level to make Mm. sure that they reach everybody. I mean, we are the trusted voices. We are the people that, you know, our our residents look to for information. So the more we know and our partners know, the more we can help get the messaging out there. Hmm. Before we dive deep, what's the what's the overall message? What's the overall theme since when we when we hear census 2020? Well, we're saying everybody counts and we're really trying to get the word out there that every single person 
in the United States in Fairfax County should be participating in the census. It's vital to the projects and the work that we do in Fairfax County. It touches education and transportation and health care and all sorts of really important things that every day we rely on. Fairfax County uses census data to do forecasting. And it's really important that we know uh, kind of how to share that messaging and make sure that people are aware about it. Mm. Um, background, history, if you will, census will kind of start at the at the big level and you know the top level and then then kind of come down. Every ten years the the nation does a census. Why do we do that? Yeah, it started in 1790. It is a part of the Constitution. We do that to keep track of, originally started with how many people are really living here. But a lot of different projects rely on census data, and those questions have changed over the years. Mm -hmm. One important thing to talk about really is there was this fall a discussion about putting the citizenship question on the census. It is not on this year's census, but um, it did cause a lot of concern and fear, and it's um, led to some misconceptions out there. But there are a lot of times when questions have changed on the census, but it's really a way for us to keep track of the number of people that are living here. And then, of course, federal funding is based on census data and how much funding Fairfax County gets, and then how many representatives we send to Richmond or to Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. are based on the numbers from the census. Mm -hmm. So it, any new questions this year, or, or the, would they be the same as 2010? 2010. Okay. Okay. So let's address that That citizenship question, if you will. It did cause a lot of controversy. There was a lot of stories in the news. You said misconceptions. Are there still people feeling that that citizen question, the citizenship question is there and or even if it's not there, that this information is going to be used somehow to try to figure that out? Yeah, and that's one of the things that Complete Count Committee is doing is to make sure that people realize that the information that is being given is confidential. So that information cannot be shared with ICE or Homeland Security or the police or a landlord even. So it's important for people to understand that the citizenship question is not there, but the information that people give is still confidential too. So what kind of information is there? So they're asking for name, address, birth dates, uh, race, gender, and the important thing also to remember is what is not there. So mm -hmm. there is not a question like related to a security type thing, what is your mother's maiden name? Mm -hmm. There's not a question asking about your social security number or banking information. Okay. So unfortunately, we're living in a time where there are a lot of different scams that are out there things that are being presented as if they were the census. Right. So we want people to know that if there's a question, for instance, asking your Social Security number, that is not the U.S. Census Bureau's wow. form. I know on the one of the other county podcasts, the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast, which uh, you can find at fairfaxcounty.gov slash podcast, uh, a lot of uh, those 50 plus podcasts have dealt with scams. And one of the most recent scams, uh, uh, coronavirus and the census. And that just surprised me at the time that there is, I, 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 and I guess it shouldn't, but 
we can have a scam about the census. Uh, yeah, or a scam about anything, it right. seems, right? <laughs> right? But yes, I think so. I think it's a way for people to gather information. And, you know, people have heard that the census is coming. And then they, you know, get something in the mail or a phone call or something, and they mm-hmm. assume that it's the census. Right. So we're trying to really clarify. I should also point out that there are a number of different ways this time, too, to participate. For the mm-hmm. first time, people can participate online. And you mentioned the 50-plus group. We've spent some time talking in particular to that uh, population that they should not be sharing personal information online. And now we're turning around right. and saying, please enter your information right. online for the census. But it's some personal, but not that kind of identifiable personal? Correct, or, yeah. Or, well, right, it doesn't have your social security right, number, for right, instance, right. right? And the information is used um, in an aggregated way going forward, and it's hmm. for 72 years before the actual personal information is released. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are doing genealogy, for instance, so they're familiar with looking at old census data to right. try and find out about their families. But it's also important for people to realize that's not available for 72 years, so it's not that somebody can go look somebody else up right. next year, for instance. I, I had heard that, so I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask about that because, you know, people say, well, you know, you can look through census data, but yeah, that's, a, that's a great point. That's a great point. You mentioned this year, 2020 census is, dare I say, much different than past census is or since I whatever that well whatever yeah the plural whatever is. that plural would be it's um, online which is different yeah. than it has been there also are options though for instance if someone is not comfortable filling out the online form they can request a paper form or they can also call in and give their information and there are options for it being available in other languages wow. We're talking with Katie Strotman uh, with Neighborhood and Community Services with Fairfax County, and we're talking about the Census 2020, Fairfax County's Complete Count Committee, learning about what Fairfax County has, has done and is doing and what you should do to fill out your census either online, uh, by paper, or uh, call-in. I was not familiar with this call-in option. What's how, how does that work? So there are phone numbers set up that are available in English and other languages, 13 other languages. So, for instance, if you're more comfortable answering in another language, you could call and talk to a person and just give your information that way. Mm-hmm. And we know that there are people that do not have access, let's say, to a computer. So it might be easier for them to call in and give their information mm-hmm. that way. Although I do want to mention that we have our partnerships in place to let people know that there are public computers available all throughout the county oh, nice. that they can use to fill out their census. So, for instance, public libraries, community centers, our nonprofit partners, our faith community, wow. many of them will have their public computers available so that people can use them or their Wi-Fi. You can fill this out on your phone, so hmm. you can use the public Wi-Fi. Wow. I, I'm going to date myself. I remember, and I, I think, if my memory is correct, the 1980 census uh, when I was in college. I got a part-time job working for the census, and my job was to actually drive around to households and ask them questions for the census to complete their form or you know something that they had missed or whatever. Are we still doing that in in the year 2020 where people are going to be going around door to door? 
Yes, they okay. they are going to do that. So I guess nothing right. has changed really too much <laughs> since then. Um, what they're hoping is that people will either fill out online by calling in or on paper. But once they realize that a household has not responded, which is roughly around the end of May, mm, okay. they will be uh, sending enumerators, which is what they call that job, people going around into the neighborhoods to the houses that have not responded mm. and collecting that information. Mm. And again, important to remember that they will have a badge, they will have official paperwork, and there's also a phone number that you can call if you're wondering if the person at your door is with the Census Bureau. They are actually doing a real-time check so that mm. you know that someone's in your neighborhood, wow. for instance, from the Census Bureau. The Census Bureau is still recruiting for those positions. Oh, okay. So if people are interested in a part-time job that pays quite well, yeah. they're trying to keep people in the neighborhoods so that, you know, it's, a again, a trusted person mm -hmm. that's going around in their own neighborhood to collect that information. Okay. Um, I guess that's a good time for us to talk about timeline. You, mm -hmm. you mentioned the enumerators, the people going door to door, uh, end of May, something like that. So we're recording this, you know, approximately mid-March. So if someone, you know, you can use that as a point of reference. So kind of talk to us about timeline, and I don't know how far back you want to start, but kind of walk us through some important dates of maybe things that have happened and things that are still to come. Well, there has been a lot of work certainly leading up to right now so that people are aware. You may see ads. Um, you will see some things on buses and in bus mm. shelters in I Fairfax County. I know I've County. seen a lot of ads, yeah. Yeah, and the Census Bureau purchased a lot of ads, and Fairfax County is doing a lot of advertising, mm -hmm. too. So that's kind of the lead up to it. But beginning March 12th to March 20th, People should be receiving a postcard in the mail. That postcard is in English, and it's directed to the household. And it does have a code, a PIN number on it. So if you get your postcard, you can use that number, go online, and it automatically then associates that number with your address. Oh. And then you can fill out the census. It takes about 10 or 15 minutes to fill out okay. the completed form. Yeah. That goes, um, that portal being open goes until approximately the end of July. But if people do not respond, there is a series of mailings that they will receive. Mm. Another postcard, a questionnaire uh, in their mailbox, that kind of thing, before the enumerators start coming out. By the end of um, the fall is when they hope to have collected all of the responses. And then the timeline takes us to the end of the year when that report is due on the president's desk with the information from the census. By the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now, I've heard the date April 1st yeah. as census day. Yes. Yeah. April 1st is when they want you to kind of okay. declare where you were. And it's just like having a point in time for, mm. for across the country people uh, know where they were on that day. Doesn't mean you can't fill it out, all those other dates in between. <laughs> right. But it's supposed to be where you were living on April 1st. So, for instance, if you had a, a child on April 2nd, you would not put them down for oh, the census okay. because we're looking at April 1st. Another interesting piece is uh, our college and university students right. who are living away from home, possibly. Right. And where are they on April 1st? Where are they spending the majority of their time? And those students are actually, if they're living on campus, are captured in another way. Mm. The census works directly with those large, like, universities, okay. hospitals, shelters to do that count. Okay. So if you're 
filling it out before April 1st, kudos to you. Good job. Mm-hmm. Get it done. Think, think about the April 1st date and who is living in your home on that April 1st date. Correct. And if you're filling it out April 1st, just retroactively think back to who is living in your home on April 1st. Right. So that April 1st date is, we call it, quote, I'm doing my air quote, census day, but that's kind of, a, a as you said, a point in time to get a snapshot of where everybody is living. Right. And we know people are moving all the time. So yeah. it helps just making sure that we have accurate data when everybody's using that same date. Right. You mentioned the code on the postcard, kind of associating your address. Um, you know, somebody might say, well, hey, is, is there any security concerns there? You know, is that going to be some kind of identifiable number or something that someone else could could get in the mail and, and use? It's associated with that address, but nothing other than that. Mm-hmm. So not with a particular person. So if it got to the wrong mailbox or even if you don't get one at all, right. it's not really uh, – critical Mm -hmm. to being able to fill out the census. If you don't get one or, you know, you get it stuck with all the other mail that came in and you don't even see it, uh, you can still go on to the website and fill it out. You just enter your address to get started versus using that code. What should we know right now? I mean, what's, what's the important thing to remember is we're seeing all these ads and, you know, we're, we're promoting this now on this podcast. I mean, what should we know and and what should we remember about census? Well, I think people have to associate it with the importance because lots of times we're asked to do things or fill out a survey or whatever it might be, and we don't really connect that with how important it is. So knowing that there's $675 billion in federal funding that is allocated by census data and that those dollars come back to Fairfax County based on the numbers that we count in Fairfax County. Mm -hmm. So if we don't count everybody, we lose out on money. So we're talking to people about where they are and what is important to them. So if I have young children and education is really important to me, then I know that census data helps get federal dollars to Fairfax County to help with my children's education. If I'm interested in transportation and how long my commute is, I know that that information helps feed federal dollars for transportation projects, for for instance. I saw a figure on the counties, the Fairfax County Complete Count Committee webpage, the census webpage, which is at fairfaxcounty.gov slash topics slash census that said every year approximately $1,200 is lost, I mm-hmm. guess, in, in funding that could come to the to Fairfax County per individual that is not counted. Right. And we don't count again till 2030. So for 10 years, so 12, you lose $12,000. $12,000, yeah. Mm-hmm. My, math is not, my math is not great, but I can do that. 12, yeah. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. And I think that's one of the important things for people to really realize is that's a lot of money for Fairfax County to lose out on. Mm-hmm. This podcast is in English. We have folks that speak a lot of other languages here in Fairfax County. If someone is listening right now that can speak another language, that has relatives that um, you know speak other languages, that they can communicate with them, what's the message that you want to get across to to that to those communities? So um, that there are resources available to them through the census, so they can certainly participate in the census or that trusted family member can help them uh, complete the census. That we're talking about residents in the 
uh, whole United States, not citizens. So we want to make sure that the message is getting out into all of our communities that it, it's important for them to participate and be counted. Hmm. That was interesting. I, I always use the the term resonance when I, whenever I try to communicate anything. But that was an interesting distinction that you made there, residents, not citizens. Right. Um, and that goes back to the citizenship question, right. really, that people um, still, you know, are worried about that. Mm-hmm. So using residents helps kind of clarify mm-hmm. about what we're really talking about. It's who lives here. Right. Okay. Um, as we're wrapping it up, again, fairfaxcounty.gov slash topics slash census. We've got this postcard that's going to be going out in the time frame, March 12 through 20th. And one thing that I forgot to ask you when that came up, is it going to stand out somehow or does it just look like another piece of junk mail that I might throw into the trash? It's a pretty small postcard. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's just post- a regular postcard, postcard size. size. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So be on the lookout. Be on for the lookout. Po- okay. Mm-hmm. Special color, any thing that's going to stand out or anything. No. And um, again, to remember, if you don't get it, it's okay. You Mm. can fill it out without even getting a postcard. Or if maybe you're at the public library and filling it out and you don't have it with you, you can still do it. So not to worry if you can't find your postcard or you didn't get one. Anything I haven't asked you, Katie, anything you want to uh, leave us with here about the census 2020? I'd like to take the opportunity to really thank the community and the Complete Count Committee because this has really been a partnership, a group effort really takes all of our trusted voices to be able to make sure that Fairfax County knows about the census. And one person, one even Fairfax County without all of our partners would have a hard time doing this messaging. So I appreciate all that they've done. Awesome. All right. So everybody get counted. Everybody get counted. Katie Stroutman with the Department of Neighborhood and Community Services here with us. She's the Census 2020 czar, the 2020 census chair uh, uh, key lead person here in Fairfax County uh, chairman Jeffrey C McKay the uh, committee chair of the Fairfax County complete count committee so a lot of folks on that committee we want to make sure we say thank you to them as well thanks to Katie for being here with us thanks to you for joining us and if you want to get more Fairfax County news and event information go online to fairfaxcounty.gov/news You also may call 703-Fairfax, that's 703-324-7329, and that's weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks again for joining us on the County Conversation, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.